Gear up as Cash Miller and the team of accomplished guests steer you on an enlightening voyage filled with valuable tips, fresh insights, and effective strategies. Welcome to Marketing Masters, the Agency Power Show. Hello, everyone. This is Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Masters, CEO of Titan Digital. And today we're going to be talking e commerce websites. Yeah, e commerce, of course, you know, over the last uh, decade plus has grown dramatically. I mean, we think e commerce, we think of Amazon and now, you know, Walmart.com and things like that. But for small and mid sized businesses, e commerce is huge. There's all sorts of companies that are online that you can buy products from and such. And if you are a company that is looking to sell you know, online, your site is the hub. You know, it's the thing that's going to matter the most. I've got Catherine Smith with me, Walton Burt. She is a e-commerce specialist, especially when it comes to Shopify sites, which, you know, if you haven't figured it out yet, Shopify is like the most popular platform out there when it comes to e-commerce because it's so easy to set up. Catherine, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, tell us a bit about you know yourself and your agency. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. So, uh, yes, I'm the founder of Walton Birch. We are a web development and digital marketing um, business agency, and uh, we work with all sorts of clients, but definitely lots and lots of Shopify stores. Uh, so we're based outside of Atlanta, Georgia, uh, and we are a fully remote team. So, yeah. E-commerce over the last, I mean, let's say every year we hear about how people are shopping more and more online and everything's getting shipped and stuff. And, you know, there are so many things that you can do, you know, with your e-commerce sites now, whether it's a Shopify or if it's a WordPress site that's, you know, built with like WooCommerce or some other integration, you could have BigCommerce, you know, there's a number of things, you know, but I want to start with, you know, if you were a business that you're taking yourself online or you're looking to make improvements. Okay. So you've maybe been selling, you know, you have an e-commerce website and stuff. Because a lot of people when they, you know, get started, they might not have the best site out the gate, you know, something that's like really doing everything. So if you're thinking of, you know, setting up an online store or doing a redesign, you know, what would be some of the key considerations, things that you really need to be thinking about up front before you get started to make sure your project goes well. And also that final site is going to be, you know, effective. It's going to be really good at its job. Yeah, that's a great question. And I don't actually get that question a lot. Um, I think when it comes to e-commerce, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, just if, if, we'll, if we build it, they will come. We can just throw <laughs> up a website online. Yeah, right. People are going to come beating down our doors to come buy our product. And a lot of people can tell you that that's not exactly how it goes. Um, and so whether you're a solopreneur who is just starting, you know, you're making your products in your kitchen somewhere and you're selling them online uh, or, you know, you are a um, an established brick and mortar business or an established business that has lots of products, has lots of SKUs. And you're thinking, you know, how can we transition this to an online presence? I think definitely structuring those pro projects or projects and thinking about um, putting a little bit of intention into how you create an online presence is important. Um, so yes, the actual website, the nuts and bolts building and coding is important, um, but also branding is extremely important when you're thinking about building a website. So um, who are you speaking to from a branding perspective? You know, who are your clients? Who are your customers? What issues and problems? 
problems do they have? Um, you know, what are they looking for when they're searching, searching for things online? Uh, and I think having an idea of those types of things when you're going into a website project is really important um, because you can be, you can uh, more effectively guide your developers or your development team when you have an idea of your branding and of your um, clients and customers. Well, definitely the the branding, you know, you want to understand, you know, what they're looking at. You know, we've developed a lot, you know, a number of e-commerce sites over the years and stuff. And e-commerce sites are always more complicated. There's a lot more you can do, you know, but, you know, and I, you've probably heard this at some point, you know, people come to you and say, I want to do something like Amazon. And it's like, you know, things like that. And I'm like, okay, if you have, you know, millions of dollars, sure. You know, it's so you have to think of like, you know, look around at different sites, you know, e-commerce has a lot of functionality. There's a lot of things you can do, but also it's a lot of time. It's a lot of, you know, you have to understand, you know, a business owner, I think often they don't understand how much time and work and skill is necessary to be able to do what they want, you know, mm -hmm. you know, cause you can have like, I guess let's go through like levels of functionality, like, you know, the basic up to, Hey, we could make it do the X, Y, Z, you know? So on the low end, and like I say, you deal with Shopify, which is often a great starter point for a mm -hmm. lot of people, you know? So, you know, throw that into the, the equation a bit of if you were brand new, where should you start? And then as you progress, what could you end up doing? Oh, yeah, that's a big question. I could talk for the rest of the day about that question. <laughs> <laughs> so as you mentioned, I do think Shopify is a good entry point for e-commerce. So if you are not familiar with e-commerce at all, um, or if you've been selling on a marketplace. So if you've been selling your products somewhere else like um, Etsy or Amazon or eBay or something like that, um, and you want to have less fees, basically, <laughs> Um, I think uh, Shopify is a really good entry point for that. Um, Shopify sites are incredibly easy to set up. Um, I think they're easy to manage for solopreneurs, for people that are operating by themselves or for a small team. I think the basic Shopify plan has um, two staff seats, I believe. And you can, of course, grow from there. That said, <laughs> there's a reason that a lot of starter Shopify sites look the same. They all look the same. You can kind of you can tell when it's a Shopify site because they all look the same. And that is because most, you know, merchants, most new uh, store owners, they're not developers. They're not designers. Right. Um, you know, so the the Shopify site is very basic. It looks like every other Shopify site. And you're like, oh, OK, cool. You got six products and people spend about 10 seconds on the website and then they yeah. hop off, which is not great, you know, for a lot of reasons. So um, I think you know, absolutely start where you can. I wouldn't say don't start, don't build the website if you don't think that it could be perfect. I wouldn't advise that for people, but definitely, you know, start where you can, um, but put some thought into how do you make your site look different from other sites? Like how do you make it more engaging, mm -hmm. um, easier to navigate and not look so plain and basic and boring? Um, a lot of that is in really great product photos um, and some extra pages kind of added to the site, um, like landing pages to give your customers information about your products. And so I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't say don't start if you can't do it perfectly. 
but start, start with the basic for sure. Um, but definitely look to add on those, um, those advanced touches that kind of, uh, provide a better customer experience, provide a better experience for people visiting your site, for people that are looking for your products, want to learn more about your products. And of course that want to buy your products. So again, Shopify, super, uh, good entry-level site. Um, and you can actually make Shopify sites uh, more complex as well. So there is a lot of flexibility built into Shopify websites. And they're actually introducing a lot of new features that kind of allow you to do more with Shopify websites. So I think in the very near future, you will be able to build an entirely custom site on Shopify's platform. Um, but that's definitely not going to be, you know, the people that are coming directly yeah. off of Etsy and Amazon are not going to be able to do that. So um, I think Shopify is a great platform to grow with, um, you know, as well. But like, I would highly uh, recommend that people just kind of get started and then just be thinking about, you know, how can I take this to the next level? How can I make, how can I stand out from all the other people with these basic Shopify stores? You know, how can I create a better experience for my customers? Yeah. So Shopify, you know, we've often recommended the platform in the past and stuff in, and it kind of depends on the project scope, you know, what they're thinking. So you're right, you know, in that it is, a beginner level because they have templates, they have you know ways that you can set up your store yourself. You know what we always like about it is the fact that they can manage their own products. Yeah, you know, so you know thinking through like levels. You know the first you know level that you know you might do if you're like say if you're thinking okay I want to have an e-commerce store is to set up a Shopify site, use the templates and stuff that they offer, and get something going. You know get started. Now when you know, a lot of times when somebody like us or yourself come in, you know, like I know you build a lot of WordPress and that's what we end up doing and Shopify can be integrated. But what we have is more control over the design. Mm -hmm. You know, we can we can do a lot more and then we can still integrate the Shopify store, you know, into that WordPress website. So you can still as a you know client, as a business owner, you don't have to come to us to change your products and things like that, you know. Um, it's, you know, you still do it the norm, you know, the way you normally do it. So, you know, when you're like thinking of that first level of upgrade, you know, well, an integration can be the way to go, you know, for businesses that are just, they're coming along a, a bit more, they want to improve the, the actual design, you know, of the site. And then we're able to put in, you know, in uh, the Shopify integration. You know, now this is also the case for other uh, you know, shopping platforms similar to Shopify, you can do integrations also. So, you know, I say, think of it as a stepping stone, you know, to be able to go, you know, phase one, now we're in phase two, you know, and then we go to phase three. Um, you know, Shopify, of course, is not the, you know, only platform. There's other platforms that are out there and such. Um, do you have a few that you typically recommend, you know, that people take a look at as well? Absolutely. Um, it, it really depends on what you're selling, um, what industry you're in specifically. There are some industries where a Shopify website is not going to be ideal. Um, currently, those are what I would call high risk or what they would call regulated industries. Um, mm -hmm. So 
guns and weapons, um, adult yeah. industry, uh, cannabis, things like that. Uh, they tend to run into some challenges with Shopify and the Shopify ecosystem just because of their kind of terms of use. Yeah. Um, and so that's where I would recommend a, a different solution, something that's a little bit more open, like a big commerce. Um, and so the industry is definitely a consideration. The kind of level of technical skill that you have going into the project and whether you yeah. want to do it yourself or have someone completely do it for you is another consideration. Um, if you have a product that you're making yourself, you want to run your store yourself, I think Shopify is a great solution for that. Um, if you want to build in a custom theme with extensive customizations. I still think Shopify is a good option, but you're absolutely going to need a developer. Um, basically every platform out there is introducing an e-commerce type element. Um, so Shopify is kind of like the entry level, low budget type option, um, but they do go up from there. So everybody has an e-commerce option. Option Wix has an e-commerce option. Yeah. GoDaddy has an e-commerce option. Um, everybody's building out an e-commerce option. And so it really just depends on, you know, your, your budget, your, the level of um, time, energy, and effort that you personally want to put into the site um, and whether you have support for, you know, adding new products yeah. or updating products or, um, you know, running marketing campaigns from within the store uh, and, you know, what your plat various platform offers from there. But um, in terms of like my favorites, I'll say. <laughs> like, so my favorite is clearly Shopify. I know I'm, I'm clearly biased. I want to just make sure everybody knows well. I'm biased just because it's really super easy to use and it's very flexible. Um, however, I do work with clients that um, are already on WordPress. So if you've had a WordPress site, like I have a client right now that's had a WordPress site since 2008, it has a lot of content on it. Um, and moving her content or moving her website from a hosted option like WordPress to either a Shopify or Wix would definitely impact her domain authority because either that content gets left behind or it gets moved. Yeah. Um, and that's a huge challenge uh, for businesses that are well-established, like they've been around since 2008 and 2009. And so that's when, you know, you want to look at, to your point, one of those integrations or some sort of hybrid option. Um, but that's definitely probably, not something that like the average business owner is going to be able to implement themselves. They're definitely going to need a little bit of help from a development yeah. perspective. Well, you make a, a good point too. So when we, you know, go back to what are some of the key considerations, you know, that if you're going to do an e-commerce site, you know, one is how much are you going to be able to be involved? How much support are you going to need? You know, how much control over the site do you want? You know, from the standpoint of like product updates and things like that, that's where Shopify can come in really good. But like you mentioned, um, if you were to go with Shopify or another system like that, you're going to be married to it, though. So, you know, if you want to make a change, you know, like you're stuck with that as the provider. You know, that's the problem. So in the case of like you know, WordPress, you could do WooCommerce as far as your actual integration. And then you're not married to a particular platform you know, because it's built into the site itself. So if you wanted to move the site you know, you still have total control. So you have to consider, you know, how much do you want to be married? Because if, you know, Shopify, let's say if the layouts are more simplified and eventually you need something that's, you know, you want, you know, a bit more complicated look to it, essentially. You know, I always give the example of like, uh, you know, when you're using like product images and things like that, that, you know, uh, years ago we did a, uh, a, a WooCommerce site for a bat company. Uh, and, they made wooden bats and the, um, 
the bats could be changed on colors and stuff like that. And there was, and you want, they wanted um, almost like modeling so that you could kind of like spin, you know, the bat around, you could look at it. And, and a lot of products are that way where, you know, you can see the different, you know, that product at different angles, you know, get a true sense of the product itself. And so when you want to start getting into that kind of functionality, it's hard for a platform like Shopify, you know, to be able to get those things because you don't have as much flexibility. They don't have as many options. Well, so I push back on that just a little bit. So um, Shopify recently released uh, Hydrogen, which is their new kind of, I'm going to call it a framework. It's not really a platform. It is a framework um, for building out Shopify websites. So this is, so if you are a basic merchant on basic merchant on Shopify and you do not code, just stop listening right now. <laughs> However, <laughs> like, if you're a developer or if you have um, like a larger Shopify website, like maybe a brick and mortar with a Shopify, like what Shopify is doing with hydrogen is very, is going to be very important and significant in the very near future. Um, so they're building out basically it's called a headless kind of implementation. And so to your point where a headless just means that you can install it in other places. So you might be able to run a Shopify website from within a WordPress website in the very near future. Like it's very new. Yeah, right I now haven't you... even personally given it. Yeah. I haven't get, yeah. taken it for a run just yet, but, that's the premise of headless websites. Like you can just, the integration is seamless. So yeah. um, I think there will be a lot more flexibility with that in the future. However, that is a distinct uh, differentiation. Like, like the, that's a divergence from kind of Shopify as this DIY platform. That is not yeah, <laughs> a so DIY it, solution. <laughs> yeah, no, it's totally, it's a more advanced solution, but it is tackling those issues where previously you could not do that with a Shopify site. So that's great. You know, that you can, but you're still going to need help to do it. So now oh, it's got the functionality. Absolutely. You know, like I said, the, the plus of a Shopify or other systems is that they're fairly uh, simplistic in the, in the sense of updating things, you know, not how the things are displayed, but adding new products and things like that. You know, they've made it so anybody can do it. And that's the nice thing about that kind of stuff. You know, that's, right. like I say, when we have somebody and we, you know, that they say, hey, I just want to be able to do, you know, these things I'm like, okay, that's perfect. We'll do a Shopify integration. You can, you know, set up your Shopify account. We'll walk you through how to do it and you'll manage everything from there. You'll pay from, you know, Shopify, a lot of people, you know, I mean, they make the most of their money on processing transactions and things, you know, the more they help you sell, you know, the more they make, you know, that way, you know, it's, it's a, you know, really smart business model that there, you know, there's so many things for you. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so that's why we've always liked that. You know, like if you get into a WooCommerce site or some of the other more advanced, you know, platforms, they can get complicated is yeah. the thing. Like WooCommerce <laughs> has, we like it because it's got a ton of functions that you can, you know, plugins that you can buy and add features, you know, and WooCommerce itself, you just install. That part's the free thing because all of the stuff that you may want to use is what's going to cost you. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's a consideration there. So if Shopify is, um, you know, making a more robust version, you know, even if you need a developer, well, for WooCommerce, you would need a developer too, but it can save you having to buy, you know, plugins can get, you know, expensive depending on what feature you want. Right, right. So I, I still like Shopify for 
um, kind of the simplicity of the ecosystem. So they still host the websites, um, even though on a um, on Hydrogen, you would be able to host it somewhere if you, you would have the option to be able to do that. But they still host the website. Like all of the things um, that come with Shopify are still kind of built into that. So you still can upload your products. They still have marketing features built in. There's still basic themes built in there. Um, they still do a great job of, of handling um, security. So a lot of the concerns uh, that I hear from WordPress sites like are just yep. security. Um, and because WordPress sites are like, you can bring your own host, which is a good thing. If your host is kind of sketchy, like that can present challenges yeah. to the security of your website. So um, in terms of complexity, Shopify websites are very simple. Um, as you know, you, you want more customization for your site. Um, you can definitely use another platform like a WordPress, but that is where the, you'll have to keep in mind that the complexity will increase uh, and you'll have to worry about things like security. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, um, the, but if you have a good development team, that's not an issue. You know, you got somebody else looking out uh, for, you know, watching your back and keeping an eye on your site and making sure everything is running smoothly. Yeah. So well, not security, DIY friendly, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, security is a really good um, point, too. You know, of course, everybody, you know, people go after WordPress, you know, sites and stuff and you can really secure them. Um, but you've got to have somebody that knows what they're doing to be able to do that. So it's Absolutely. not if you're going to do e-commerce and you're going to collect credit card you know, information and stuff setting up something on your own on WordPress is not necessarily going to be the smartest idea because of the, the information you're collecting. Whereas if you're doing, if you integrate Shopify or you build it on their platform and use a template or whatever, they're handling those transactions. They're securing, you know, credit card data and everything. And that really matters. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of hackers target small business websites and stuff all the time. Now, they're not, you know, in some cases, yeah, they could see it's, hey, this is an e-commerce site. They may have, you know, credit card data and stuff on the back end. So that makes them a legitimate, you know, target for a hacker to go after. So security is a huge concern on how it's handled. And so, idea, you know, do it yourself. That's not the greatest idea when it comes to e-commerce because people make those mistakes, you know, of you know, collecting that kind of information. You know, we have a, um, I don't know about you, but our standard practice, and this is just, you know, not just e-commerce, but forms in general and everything. We work with a lot of insurance agencies and stuff, and they want to collect information like uh, social security numbers and stuff. And we have a standing uh, rule that no, <laughs> that that is the rule. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they ask us to do that, we'll say, "Look, we can set up your forms and stuff for everything, but we will not collect that kind of information." You know, because we host a ton of sites and such, and we refuse. You know, we say, "Look, you know, if you're going to use some sort of outside platform, you know, and we're linking over to it, or we're, you know, integrating it, but we're not storing it, that's fine." But if you're going to ask us to store it, the answer is going to be no every single time. And there's no reason you can give me for it, you know, for me to change my mind, because I'm looking at it as a standpoint of it's a vulnerability for you and us. Right. OK. And I don't want the responsibility. And honestly, you shouldn't want it either. Yeah. You know? not an insurance. <laughs> yeah. And, and so you have to consider that with e-commerce, you know, mm -hmm. again, credit card information, hackers, you know all the time. And I just can't even imagine a small business having to go back to, you know, a couple of hundred clients or something and say, yeah, we were hacked and we've given up, you know, your credit card and stuff. You may want to cancel it. I mean, you know, we hear about yeah. big companies all the time, but it doesn't right. mean it doesn't happen about, you know, to small companies. Right. And I, but like, I don't want, I don't want small companies to kind of shy away from e-commerce 
um, based on that. And when I so that's another excellent point to bring up. So e-commerce isn't just selling products online. So it's not just like, oh, I sell T-shirts or soap, you know, mm-hmm. like my site's an e-commerce site. Um, attorneys can have e-commerce sites. Uh, insurance agents can have e-commerce sites. Any kind of service yeah. provider can have an e-commerce site. It's really just a site that um, sensitive information is passed back and forth and money, of course, is passed yeah. back and forth. And so um, I wouldn't, you know, have people kind of shy away from having yeah. a site where they, you know, provide services uh, because a lot of people are like, oh, it's not secure. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to make people come into the office to sign paperwork. And that's not yeah. really a great customer experience. I do think that yeah. you can differentiate yourself as a service provider if you have a really smooth online experience. But to your mm-hmm. point, security is definitely a concern. Yeah. So I think the differentiating between storing that information on your website and integrating a third party that yeah. has security built in and is taking responsibility yes. for the security of that I, information with, is incredibly important. <laughs> yeah, I'm good with third parties and stuff. Yeah. You know, that's fine. Because the thing is, is the you know, they know they're collecting that kind of information. So my expectation is, is their security should be top notch. Absolutely. It's not, nothing's perfect. Because we, like I said, we've seen, you know, giant companies get hacked for that kind of information and the government and, you know, you name it. But the expectation still is that they know what they're doing and they're going to, you know, guard it, you know, religiously and such. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want them to do. In which yep. case, you know, that's where the third party, you know, cause most processing, you know, even if you're building WooCommerce or something, you know, you're integrating like a Stripe payment portal or something. Mm-hmm. Well, they're securing the information. Yep. Yeah. So it's, you know, how the information is secured, the information you're going to collect, these are all considerations, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yep. yeah, don't deter from wanting to do it. Just be aware. And this is why I don't, you know, like for e-commerce, if you're doing it yourself on Shopify, no problem, because they're, yeah. they're going to take care of that. They've if handled gonna, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to build your own Woo, you know, WooCommerce site and you're not a developer, that's going to be a little bit different because it's a bit more challenging. And that's where you, you really should hire an expert to help you. Yeah, because you you would have to learn all of the things like a lot of the things that um, Shopify is taking care of for its clients are like you would never know that that is a thing that you needed to worry about as a business owner because it's already been taken care of Um, for DIY solutions. You absolutely need to understand, like, what are the security and privacy laws, especially if you're selling globally or dealing with um, traffic that is coming from global sources. So it absolutely requires a little bit, actually not even a little bit, it's a lot more education, a lot more research um, and time and consideration in terms of how to set up that website. So, I mean, the more complex the website, that's where I would absolutely recommend bringing in an expert, bringing Mm -hmm. in people who have done this, um, you know, people who work with some of these platforms and integrations and not doing it yourself because the risk is so high. So just imagine what would happen if you had to tell all of your customers, hey, so we lost your information a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Please, you know, change your credit card number. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. total nightmare if that was to happen. What are some of the other like critical functions um, that e-commerce sites, you know, that is going to be necessary to to take into account if you're going to set something up or do a redesign or anything? Right. Um, So, well, security obviously is the first one. Um, Just making sure the all points that lead to the website are secure, whether that is, um, you know, the actual payment or 
customer information processing parts of the site um, or logins. You know, like if you have uh, employees or contractors that no longer have access to the site, do they still have logins and are those secured? So those are incredibly important as well. Um, you know, from a functionality perspective. And then so once the actual functionality, the the, the security and functionality is kind of out of the way, you know, then you can talk about the look and feel and the customer experience. Um, so the I get a request a lot from people that are saying, listen, like my website is not functioning very well. Like I'm not getting traffic. People aren't making, you know, people aren't making purchases. What can I do about that? Um, and that's where, so after you talk about the functionality, just be clear, yeah. after you've gotten out of the way, the functionality and security, then you can talk about the experience. So what does the navigation look like? You know, what uh, what does the content on the website look like? And that's where you start talking about things like search engine optimization or local search engine optimization as well. Um, and then, of course, the redesign. So I know designers are just going to shoot me for this, but like, <laughs> like the design of the website is just one part of yeah. a large ecosystem of things uh, that creates an experience for a customer or client that helps to, to instill trust in your brand or your product for them. And also, you know, helps them to actually buy it online. So design is cool and all, <laughs> yeah, you know, is. but the actual functionality, the navigation is incredibly important. Um, yeah. You know, the and that's more user experience, uh, user interface design as well. Um, so uh, once the website is up and running, you know, once you've gotten past step one, which would be build the site, you know, put the products mm -hmm. on it, um, you know, have it up for a while and then tell people that it exists because that's another thing that people fail to do. They build websites, but they don't tell people that they exist. Um, and so they, they don't see the performance of the, you know, for the website. Um, but once you've done all of that, then you can say, all right, well, you know, the site's up and running and I'd like to see what the next level looks like. I'd like to take this to the next level. What does that look like? That's where you're looking at things like search engine optimization. That's where you're looking at things like um, they call it conversion rate optimization, um, making other changes to your website that make it easier to navigate, that make the content easier to find. And that's when you start, in my opinion, that you start talking about um, paid advertisement and paid search as well. So there are a lot of options from that perspective. Uh, but, uh, you know, I am the web developer, so we will build the website for you. We will optimize the website for you. And then we will hand you off to a team like yours that can uh, yeah. handle all of the marketing, uh, you know, options that kind of come along with that after the actual website is up and running and functional. So I think that would be the second level. If, if this were college, it's not the 101. It's like the 201 or <laughs> yeah, the 301 yeah. option for uh, e-commerce websites. Yeah. One thing I'd add in there too is um, customer portals because, you know, often um, like websites, you don't have to register as a, as a customer and create a customer account. Um, you can just make the purchase as a one-time deal and stuff. But if you want to be able to collect that information, if you want to be able to market to them afterwards, email marketing, things like that, you want to be able to, you know, give them the option of doing a, a you know, customer account of their own, but you have to consider that experience too, because, you know, when you, if they, if you have repeat purchases, you know, they could come back, you know, for something different, but allowing them to like track history, see, you know, past orders and stuff, you know, things like that, you know, really matter and what that looks like. And that's, you know, that's not an external piece they're going to see. They've got to register the account. So you want to consider, you know, what do I want to do with those people that end up on the site that make a purchase? You know, how am I going to market to them afterwards? Do I want them, you know, to 
um, you know, push them towards, you know, creating their own account. And then if I do get them to do that, what's that going to look like on the other end too? And what kind of information are we going to be willing to store? There's, like I said, there's so much, you know, so many details, you know, that you have to deal with. And, you know, you do have like, these things are journeys, you know, um, we've done, you know, and their e-commerce, you know, anything that takes a payment is basically an e-commerce site of some sort. We've done um, education sites where online learning courses, things like that. And you have the same thing. You have a customer portal, you have like classes that you might have, you know, um, signed up for. And even those things you have to consider, okay, what is that the individual sign up look for, you know, look like in the, their journey of taking the course, but seeing your history, yeah. You know, so you have to always consider the display of information. Yeah. How, like I say, it's not all just the design, like you were saying, it's how do we display the information? How, what kind of imagery you mentioned earlier to um, product imagery. Yeah. So let's how important, if you're going to be an e-commerce site, you should have product imagery, of course, how important is it for that imagery imagery to be really good? And it's it's I, I can't even express how important it is. Um, and I know that people have heard these stories of where they go on uh, certain discount websites and they buy something that they think is a great deal. And it turns mm-hmm. out to be a miniature of that item. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. They think they're getting the full size and they bought it like a, a small like model the, of it. <laughs> that's where things like product photos and product dimensions on product pages are incredibly important. So I'm not I'm not shaming any platforms out there, but just, you know, think about those experiences. And that's where people are very, very skeptical of what they see online. So uh, and if you think about some of these larger marketplace platforms, they provide that they will literally show you what the chair looks like in your house. They will show you oh, what yeah. the glasses look like on your face. Like, like um, yeah. and you know, people have come to kind of expect that type of um, product interaction on product pages, but those integrations actually make that a lot more accessible to your basic Shopify and WooCommerce websites. So uh, definitely look for those solutions out there. So take excellent product photos, but also thinking about providing videos like product videos or 360 tours or those like kind of AI generated options where you can see a product in your room or like on your dog or or (laughs) like view your glasses on your face things like that Um, because you know customers really want to know what they are getting when they are paying for this product Um, and you know with uh, e-commerce being as it is, there are lots of similar products available online. So I think that having really good product media helps differentiate your product from a lot of other similar products that might be out there on the market. Yeah, actually, those are uh, you know some good points you made because um, something I'd add in there because you're saying you know make sure that they know everything about the product and stuff. You know, because I think of Amazon personally. I mean, if you actually look at the product pages, a zillion details on those things. Yeah, and but one of the things also that Amazon is really good at that, but anybody can incorporate is soliciting product reviews mm-hmm. for the site. You know, you get a uh, you know an Amazon product after they know it's been delivered, they will send you a you know a request to do a review on that particular product and such, and they'll and they'll even have it like verified purchase and such. You know, so having people you know talk about your products and you can solicit them. You know, I say if they've created accounts or not, you still got email addresses and you can say, hey, how did you like the product? Can you you know please provide feedback here? You know, 
Well, you can do that kind of stuff because that's what people want. They want as much information about stuff as they can get. Yep. So, you know, I say, because otherwise they don't end up buying something that's a miniature, you know, version <laughs> of it. Um, what would be your last, like, uh, points of emphasis if you're going to be, you know, uh, putting together an e-commerce site for your business? Uh, so just do your homework, uh, do your research. Um, I don't want to deter people from getting started uh, in e-commerce, but I do want them to understand what situation they're going into. So whether you're literally starting a business from your home, um, you know, and, and it's going to be an online only business or whether you are a brick and mortar and you want to extend the operating hours of your store by starting an online presence or, um, you know, whether you are a large brand that wants to provide products online, just do your research, understand what goes into it from a security perspective, from a design and experience perspective, you know, and from a time and commitment and budget perspective. Um, so just so you understand what you're getting and you can ask intelligent questions when you talk to people like me and developers to mm -hmm. say, hey, I really like this site. I'd like to do something like that. Or, hey, is this going to take me, you know, like 15 hours a week to manage? Is this something that I can do, you know, for five hours a week and have it be successful? So just uh, understand what you're getting into, understand what your options are, uh, understand what your legal burdens are for like mm. privacy and security, yep. um, especially in regulated industries or high risk industries. Yeah. Um, you know, understand what that uh, what those uh, risks are and what the compliance and reporting around that is. And, and of course, like taxes. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Be, uh, so basically, be a, a good whole, business person. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole different discussion right there. <laughs> Yeah. So like, I, I can definitely help you with the website, but there's so many times where I've encountered people that are just like, wait, we have to pay taxes on this. And they don't, you know, like there's a lot you, in several states, you have to apply for like a sales tax number and you have to, you have tax uh, nexuses in different states and the, the reporting requirements are different for those. And so like, I'm a developer. <laughs> My yeah. business uh, consulting only goes so far. So that's where as a business owner, it really helps if you kind of come to the table understanding, you know, what's necessary from a compliance perspective, because we don't want your store to get shut down um, in yeah. year one because you've forgotten to, you know, pay your, your taxes or <laughs> yeah, to file right. your taxes. And so I just, you know, educate yourself, um, you know, see what's out there online, see, you know, what you need from a security, a compliance reporting perspective, find out, you know, what the time and monetary commitments would be and then get good help. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So this has been great, Catherine. How would people get a hold of you, you know, to be able to discuss, you know, e-commerce websites? Sure. Um, so my website is waltonbirch.com. That's W-A-L-T-O-N-B-I-R-C-H.com. Um, we are in the middle of revamping that, but it'll be um, updating over the course of the next few weeks. Um, as, but that's the best way to get in touch with me, and we'll, we'll have some new content up there soon. <laughs> okay. Well, this has been great. Uh, I'm Cash Miller, the host of Marketing Masters, CEO of Titan Digital. We've been talking e-commerce sites with a heavy emphasis on Shopify here, yeah, which is a great platform to if you're you know just getting started in the space. Uh, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you on the next episode.